you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing? How are we doing? And welcome to episode number 96 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Wow, 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 wow. What a win, huh? What a win. They hang on. They survive. 121 to 108, and they are now down three games to two to the Miami Heat. Ah, boy. I mean, I'm, I was stressed until the buzzer. I really was. till the final buzzer, I was stressed. This team cannot close. Thankfully, they won the third quarter, which gave them a big enough lead so they could, I don't want to say coast. I did think they played well enough to win in the fourth quarter. They, I mean, they outscored the Miami Heat in the fourth quarter, but the, the lead was big enough for them to move on, and I believe that was very important. So uh, before we begin, I am still in, uh, not in my usual podcast library, my podcast studio, if you will. I'm currently now in an Airbnb. The central air is very loud, and I'm in a chair that will creak and creak and creak until there's no tomorrow. So if you hear any creaking, I'm not falling over. I'm not dying. It's just the chair that I'm sitting in. So... Let's recap this game real quick. I didn't like how it started. I I didn't at all. Duncan Robinson hits a three, and then Daniel Tice lines up for a three. <sighs> yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't like that at all. And Duncan Robinson was very good early, and thankfully he was very terrible late. And he ended up being three of eleven from three. He had twenty points, but all of those points, if I remember correctly, were very early in the game. I don't think he scored that much in the second half, but the fact that when you see that shot go in by Duncan Robinson to start the game for someone who is definitely a streaky shooter, that is absolutely terrifying. And then to kind of run it back and say, oh, well, yeah, here's Daniel Tice shooting a three. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You you, you don't want that at all. So, yeah, so let's see. Duncan Robinson had a riveting 17 points in the first half, and then he only had three in the second half. And you could argue that that was the difference in the game. 1,000% was the difference in the game that the Heat got their big lead because Duncan Robinson played so well, and then they lost their lead because Duncan they relied on Duncan Robinson and he couldn't do much. But I felt early that the Celtics' defense was kind of lazy, especially Tatum. Just like, you know, when you play off-ball defense, ball you man, you have your pistols up, that's what they call it. But the, a lot of times... Tatum would just kind of float and just be like, okay, uh, yeah, Duncan's here. The ball's there. Oh, the ball's coming my way. And to be honest with you, Duncan Robinson made some good catches. But when when you scored 12 points in the first quarter and four or six in the field, that's that's not great. But I felt like because Tatum was running around 
and guarding Duncan Robinson so much, I feel like that kind of wore him out a little bit early in the game, and I really didn't like that. But he got their double-digit lead thanks to some dumb and lazy and sloppy turnovers by the Celtics again. They started off one of nine shooting, but they had four turnovers. So whenever you have more turnovers than made field goals, I think we can all agree that's not a good look. Not a good look at all. So Celtics get down 12. You're not feeling great. Luckily, Kemba goes on a nice 5-0 run, but for whatever reason, that didn't matter because instead the Heat were feeding the big man. Usually when the Heat... I'm, I've, Folks, I'm tired. I went to this really cool wedding party last night. Uh, one of my best friends is getting married. That's why I'm not at home. But So if I randomly just stop and think, it's because I'm trying to remember the game properly because it, I was a, a splash distracted, but I was able to see the whole thing. But the way that the Heat was running their pick and roll, usually they always feed Bam out of bio or the screener off the pick and roll, whoever it is. So if it's Andre Iguodala, if it's Bam out of bio, if it's Jimmy Butler, whoever it is, that is usually who gets fed the ball. But this time, someone like Gorgon Dragic and even Duncan Robinson was actually attacking the hoop. So they were trying to switch it up a little bit, and I really think the Celtics were thrown off by that, and that's why the Heat got such a big lead. But thankfully, Bam Adebayo picked up two fouls in the first quarter, which I think changed how the Heat's defense worked. And it started off with Jalen Brown not being afraid to attack the hoop, and that's how Bam got his second foul Got to the hoop, got an and one, so that's very nice to see. You hear the creaking? Yeah, I do too. It's terrible. I'm sorry. So you're going into the second quarter. You're down eight. You're saying to yourself, okay, that's fine. But the frustrating part about that first quarter is the Celtics only took eight shots the entire first quarter inside the three-point line. They took 12 threes. And that last shot to end the first quarter, I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was a, a drawn-up play uh, their usual, like, you know, 15 seconds to go to end of to end a quarter play. But that shot that, was it Gordon Hayward or Jason Tatum? Yeah, it was Jason Tatum that took that shot. That was laughable. That was embarrassing. It was absolutely terrible. So you're hoping that the Celtics can dominate the paint going into the second quarter instead of, hey, stop shooting threes, maybe get inside the paint. Bam Adebayo's got two. Keep them on their heels. That's what I was hoping for. Make Bam Adebayo feel uncomfortable. And... It got really frustrating because Daniel Tice couldn't even like put a body on Kelly Olynyk like in the paint. Like he got the ball in the paint and tried to dominate Kelly Olynyk and he lost. So like at that point you're like, oh my god, this is so depressing. This is going to be so freaking depressing. So <clears throat> I don't know <laughs> that Daniel Tice when he got that ball on the block and couldn't <laughs> and he couldn't. Like, even get physical with Kelly Olenek. Oh, my God. I wanted my eyes to be taken out of my face. That was so bad. But Ennis Cantor came in again. We haven't seen Ennis Cantor in a bit. And he came into this game, and he decided to dominate. This dude played four minutes. Four minutes. And he had eight points and four boards. And he wasn't bothered by Bam Adebayo in the post either. It was Kelly Olenek. It was Bam Adebayo. It didn't matter. There was one time where he tried to force it in the post. Uh, I think it was, was it in the third quarter or was it the fourth quarter? It was late where he tried to force it and I wanted to scream. But Ennis Cantor played very well. And because of that, we are going to do a four second long for his four rebound Cantor banter because we haven't seen in a while. It's a win. Let's celebrate. Let's go. He's a man who loves to get a double double, but when it comes to the Turkish government, he's in a lot of trouble. It's time for Cantor banter, baby. Wow! 
So the Celtics are now cutting down their lead. Man, that was nice to have Cantor Banter again, wasn't it? Yeah, that was nice. We haven't had it in a while. I, I know I tried to play it, and then they lost because I was angry. But it's nice to have Cantor Banter back for a little bit. So you notice that the Celtics are slowly cutting down the lead a bit, a little bit. You're feeling good, but not great. And then Marcus Smart got a steal. And you're like, okay, here we go. And then it was terrible. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So bad. So bad. Like, I cannot stand when the Celtics are on a fast break. I can't stand it. I cringe. I get so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. So (laughs) that shot that Marcus Smart took was atrocious. On that fast break. And he did it twice, too, because he also did it against Bam Adebayo in that fourth quarter, where instead of using the rim to protect himself, he literally tried to create contact (laughs) to get the foul call. Like, just make the right play and stop trying to get a foul, for the love of God. But a a, a possession or two after that terrible fast break, the the Celtics got the ball off a rebound, and they pushed it up the floor, and Jalen Brown got an easy dunk. And guess what? They didn't let the Heat set up their zone. And that's what Brad Stevens has been asking them to do. That is the right thing to do. You cannot let the Heat set up their zone because you can't play against a zone. So if you push the ball up, and I know I used this analogy earlier, but like if you watch the few games that the Lakers won, even after a made basket, the Lakers just get the ball and they just run. They don't let the Nuggets set up their offense, whether it's zone, man-to-man, you know, uh, a trap, a man zone, whatever the case may be. They don't, they don't allow it. They don't allow it at all. And I love that. That really made me happy. And then you got a little unhappy because Kemba had a really tough call against him, against Jimmy Butler. Brad used his challenge, which I get. But at the end of the day, the way that the NBA works, it was the right call made by Brad. It was. I mean, by the refs, I mean. It was the right call for Brad to try and challenge it. But at the end of the day, the way that the offensive fouls are called – yeah, Jimmy Butler ain't going to get that call made against him, so that's okay. But the thing that really made me angry after that was the shot that Kemba, the shot that Kemba took the next time down the court. He took a terrible three. He thought he would get a makeup call, and I don't know. That just really pissed me off. Like, just play the game. That's it. Just play the game. That instead of like thinking about the refs, like the Celtics always do, and like most NBA players do, because that that's all the NBA. Players think about, like the Lakers, for example, they're bitching and moaning because the greatest player in the world isn't going to the free throw line enough. Terrible organization. But it's unbelievable. So the Celtics are down five with 70 seconds left. And I texted my buddy Big T, and I was just like, give me four. So five's close enough. Give me four. But they couldn't close. What do you know? And they're now down by seven because they, they let the Heat get the lead up to nine. They cut it down to seven. But in the second quarter... The Celtics scored 22 points in the paint, and they only took four three-pointers. And luckily, they made three out of those four three-pointers. So for the Celtics to finish the second quarter with 10 assists and one tor- and one turnover versus four assists and four turnovers in the first quarter, you're like, oh, my God. If you take care of the basketball and make a good, solid pass and you just fundamental-type shit, you're going to be good. Because think about it. They were down a good chunk they were down 12 or maybe 8 at one point. Yeah, I think they were down 8 at the end of the first, but they were down 12 points at some point during the second quarter, and they crept back because they kept care of the basketball and made better shots 
easier shots and closer shot and closer shots to the rim. So that's very important. So third quarter begins, and if I remember correctly, I was a little nervous heading into the third because of the Celtics defense. I just thought that they were I felt like they were trying to be too cute. Like they were trying to do too much. They were trying to over trap, over blitz, you know, switch maybe one too many times, or this time maybe try and fight through screens when they usually switch. So I just felt like they were doing too much, which caused them to get a lot of foul calls because I think the Heat were in the bonus with like six minutes left, six or seven minutes left in the second quarter. So the Celtics being cute on defense kind of annoyed me, so I was a little nervous. So the first couple minutes of the third come and go. They go back and forth, and then Marcus Smart gets you know, that other fast break chance that I was talking to you about. But I felt like that play that Marcus Smart made, even though it was a bad one, really got the team going. Because after that, Kemba got to the line early, but the way that he attacked, I thought was lovely. He had this hoop where he attacked, he got fouled, and it looked like he was angry. It looked like he was like really pissed off. And that was great. But the best part about this entire third quarter was Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, I swear to God, in this third quarter and some of the fourth quarter were the reason, it was the reason why the Celtics won the game. And it all started because he got to the middle of the zone. Now, if you remember game four, he got in the middle of the zone, and instead of being confident with his elbow jumper and being confident going to the rim, he would just get the ball and pass it, and it, it led to a Jimmy Butler turnover, and that was a big change of events in the game. But this time, he got to the middle of the zone, and he shot it. Now, he took some bad shots early, like a corner three, you know, to start the game, and he had another corner three in the second quarter. Didn't really like it. But Tice finishing with six points and four boards, I know it doesn't really, like, stand out, but I, I swear to God, Daniel Tice in that third quarter was so important for the Celtics. Being in the middle of the zone, making the right decisions, shooting the ball well was vital for the Celtics. And that helped the Celtics go on a 20-3 to run to take the lead. It was nice, but... Marcus Smart, that step back three that he took against Duncan Robinson was the classic, like, oh, my God, what are you doing, Marcus Smart type of shot? Oh, yeah, of course it went in. But this time, the Celtics attacked Duncan Robinson. He had one foul in the first half, and then he had three, three fouls at the end of the third. So he got two fouls in that quarter. It got into his head. It changed how he played defense. But if you can attack Duncan Robinson on defense, like Marcus Smart did, whether it was a step back three, whether it was a good shot or not, it went in. We're living. We're moving on. So I know I've been saying so a lot, and I'm sorry. Get over it. Because I'm actually really annoyed that I keep saying so. So then, or so, but now, if you know, but good defense by the Celtics to end that third quarter led to good offense which really helped uh jason he helped which really helped jason tatum get going in the third quarter tatum scored 17 points in the third which is even one point better than what he did in game four and we all thought he was lights out in game four because he scored 16 points in the third quarter in game four he stuck three threes but also went to the line eight times and i think that is really what jason tatum has been missing i feel like he hasn't attacked the rim that much in this entire series but him getting to the free throw line eight times in one quarter, that's what you need. He attacked, he did it with confidence, and he he did it with force. Because sometimes Tatum tries to get cute. Like he goes in, la, 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 push off, and then tries to land it. But that So that was great to see. But if the Celtics can score, like they did, 10 straight possessions, either with a made field goal or a free throw, <laughs> they're going to be tough to beat. And I think they were really tough to beat in this game against the Miami Heat. 
Luckily, Tyler Hero didn't go off. He did make a three with about a minute left. And I was just like, yeah, a minute left in the third, I think. And I was like, oh, dear God. If he gets going again, I mean, he still shot 50% from the field, but if he gets going again, I'm not, oh boy, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to, and then Hayward had that terrible turnover. So the Celtics didn't really end the third quarter great. So you, they had a very nice lead, but you weren't very confident in it because let's be honest, the Celtics can't hold their lead. So they outscored the Heat, what, 41 to 25? Is that what they did? Yeah, I think it was 41 to 25 or 40 to 25, but I think it was 41 to 25. And now you're up nine going on the fourth. To begin the fourth quarter, I think it was like the first minute, maybe the first 90 seconds, Andre Andre Iguodala got that flagrant call against him. And to be honest with you, that was a little bit of an iffy call. I just thought, you know, it was a physical play. Ty sold it well. The refs thought it was a flagrant. You get a free throw, you get the ball back. And they scored. And it was lucky because the Celtics missed the shot. On They missed the shot, the battle for the offensive rebound or the defensive rebound, whoever you're looking for, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics. In this case, the Celtics were going for the offensive rebound. The Celtics missed that shot, but got the free throw. They made the free throw. Then they got the ball back and made a hoop. So that's a three-point swing right there. So now you're already up double digits. So, I mean, you love to see that. But the icing on the cake to me was when Jalen Brown stuck those back-to-back threes on beautiful ball movement. The Celtics finished with 29 assists and 11 turnovers. They had four turnovers, four, in the first quarter. And so for the other three, they only had a total of seven. So if you do one or two turnovers a quarter— I don't think any coach in the NBA or any fan in the NBA, whether it's above average, average, below average, wouldn't complain about that in any way, shape, or form. And that's all that I wanted. But those two Jalen Brown threes were exactly what the Celtics looked like all year, and it's exactly what the Celtics looked like to get to this point that they are in. And if the Celtics can play like that for these next two games to hopefully win this series in seven games, those two possessions is exactly how they have to play. Like, seriously. The other thing I really enjoyed was Gordon Hayward in the fourth quarter. I thought he made some nice shots. I thought he defended the ball very well. But, again, Daniel Tice scoring five points off of a good zone offense and then also getting six rebounds in the fourth, I'm telling you, was the key to the game. Daniel Tice having 11 points and 10 rebounds in the second half is why the Celtics won. I swear to God, he was really pissed off, and I... I think Mark Jackson said it best, and I'm not a big Mark Jackson fan. I, I think he's a great coach. I think he got screwed over in Golden State. Well, t- that's a, another time for another podcast. But when he said that Cantor came in and dominated, I think it pissed him off. Like, I can do better than this. And if that's what it takes for Daniel Tice to come back to life, because I think we can be honest, Daniel Tice over the last five, six games, some of the Toronto's Raptors series, all of this series, hasn't been anything special. And I know he's getting outplayed by much better people than him, like Serge Baca, Bam Adebayo, you name it. He played very well, and I thought he was so, so important. Thankfully, Gordon Drogic followed out with about four minutes to go. I thought it was a bullshit call. The NBA is soft. The guy was making an, eh, a play that any of us would make. Like, even if you were playing by yourself, you're playing two-on-two with your buddies, like in your backyard, whatever the case may be, but it helped the Celtics move on and win this game. Whew. Man, that was a lot. It really was. But the Celtics' offense was fantastic. Tatum and Brown combining for 59 points. Jason Tatum, again, making history. I think, what did I read? He's the youngest Celtics player in since Kevin McHale to have 30 points and 10 rebounds in an Eastern Conference Finals game. But 
Tatum getting to the line 14 times is unbelievable. The team overall got to the line 29 times. So the fact that he took half of the team's free throws, give or take, is that's the type of superstar play you need from Jason Tatum. That's is that's what's going to help you win basketball games. I if you if you look at it, Bam Adebayo didn't play that great. I mean, 13 points. They kept him off the board. He kept him off the boards. He only had eight boards. He only took 11 shots. Jimmy Butler only taking 11 shots was bizarre. Dragic only playing 36 minutes. Well, that's the thing with the Miami Heat. Like, if you look at all their minutes, like Bam Adebayo played 38. Jimmy Butler played 36. But then when you look over at the Celtics, you're like, okay, Jason Tatum played 43. Marcus Smart played 40. Jalen Brown played 39. And the Celtics have a lot of weight on their shoulders for hopefully these next two games. The next game is Sunday at 6.30 for game six. So I don't know. It's not going to be easy. But the five things that I was looking for in game five from the latest episode of the podcast was I really wanted more ball movement. You got to keep swinging it. Like that's what I said, right? You you just got to keep swinging it, figure it out. I'm just all over the place right now, so I apologize. But I was looking for more ball movement. They got that. And then I was trying to hope that they would keep Bam Adebayo off the boards, and they did. He didn't have double-digit rebounds, so I guess that's a win. And get easy shots. They had 60 points in the paint in in game three, which is the game that they won. And then in this game, they had 56. So if you get easy shots... That's a good thing, and I think because Bam Adebayo got in some foul trouble a little bit, the Celtics weren't afraid to attack the rim, and I thought they did a great job doing that. So bravo all around. So what am I looking for game six? What are they going to have to do in game six? Number one, realize the Heat won't shoot the three ball that poorly. The Heat shot the three ball so, so, so poorly. Seven of 36, 19% absolutely terrible and to be honest with you if it wasn't for Duncan Robinson late if you take away those I think Duncan Robinson hit three three-pointers in that first quarter or maybe just in the first half overall if you take those away the Heat only hit four three-pointers for the entire game oh what's that oh just some neighbors leaving I guess but hopefully that wasn't too loud for you guys um sorry I'm just so distracted like the, I'm on vacation, I'm doing the podcast, the Celtics won, I'm really happy about it. I'm just all over the place. But realize that he won't shoot the three ball that poorly. They are not going to shoot 19% again from three. They're not. They're just not going to do it. you got to attack the rim again. Get Bam into foul trouble. It worked. Bring in Cantor for easy hoops if he got to because Cantor can play, can play physical. Be a team. Play together. You have to win this together. There is no way that Marcus Smart taking 20 shots, Jason Tatum taking 30 shots, Jalen Brown having a lights-out game. It's all got to come together. They played as a team. They played together. They played together in the second half, and look what happened. It was glorious basketball. And once again, care. Don't quit. One good win ain't going to cut it. You still need two because if you lose one more, you're done. So good more ball movement. I mean, 29 assists in this game, 42 made Shots, absolutely fantastic. So only 13 shots were not on assist. Love that. Realize the Heat are going to shoot the three ball much better. Attack the rim. Be be a team. Play together. Don't be angry at each other. Don't throw tables at each other. Be a team and don't quit. Don't, 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 don't quit. And if I can really add one more, the turnovers. Keep the turnovers down. And hopefully we can win game six and have game seven 
they haven't announced when Game Seven's going to be yet. Not that I'm thinking about it. I'm hopeful for it. I mean, we know Game 6 is going to be 6.30 Sunday night Eastern time. I'm in Central time right now, so that's why I had to say that. But, yeah, what a game. What a win. What a moment. What a time. So, I think that's going to be it for episode, uh, what episode is this? Yeah, episode 96 of the Banner Branch Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry that I was a little all over the place. I probably shouldn't even be doing it because I'm on vacation, but I'm dedicated to the fans of the podcast. I'm dedicated to the Boston Celtics, so here we are. So thanks so much for listening. And again, you can find me on the Twitter machine at BannerBanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at BannerBanterPodcast. We'll be talking to you Monday morning after Game 6. Hopefully it's a victory and not a loss, because if not, get ready for a dark podcast. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Black Lives Matter. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.